Welcome to the Shari Tzedek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Here you'll find a live recording of just about every sermon, Devar Torah, teaching, or story from our Arab Shabbat and High Holy Day services. We know that you wish you could be with us more often, and we understand life getting in the way is not a bad thing. To live Jewishly is to understand that just as important as it is that Judaism happens in the synagogue, it's even more important to live Jewishly in your home and on your way. So here we are, in your home, on your way, maybe even on your morning run. If you ever have any questions or want to continue the discussion, let one of us know, and make sure you check out our live stream and YouTube channel for more ways that Shari Tzedek is available to you on demand. Keep an eye on your shofar and email so that when you're able, you can be with us as well. Looking forward to seeing you soon. So we are starting the book of Leviticus this week. And the first phrase that came to mind when I was thinking of it was that it's a rabbi's nightmare. Um, I'll give you an example. I was offering a word of Torah at the Hillel Academy yesterday, which is a, a local Jewish day school. And it started like this. Leviticus is a really hard book to read because it is so far from the world we live in. I asked the students, raise your hand if you've ever been to a synagogue and seen the altar where we make animal sacrifices. No hands went up. So either they were listening or more likely, with you know, kids at 8 in the morning, they were too tired to understand. That's fine. We've all been there. So what I tried to do was connect the sacrifices at the tabernacle, the Israelites' portable temple in the wilderness, to the gifts that we give to others, both the things that we have and the things that we are. And I think it was a nice lesson. But I was doing something that a lot of Jews do when we start the book of Leviticus. We read the first line, Vayikra el Moshe, Vayidaber Adonai elav, me'ohelmo eid lemor. God called to Moses and spoke to him from the tent of meeting, saying, and then our eyes glaze over, because we know what comes next, chapter upon chapter of procedures for animal sacrifices of all kinds, dietary laws, laws of sexual morality, rituals that might seem far away and unimportant in our modern lives. We close the book and try to find anything else to talk about. It is always a lot easier to talk about being nice to each other and giving presents to our friends. But I would argue that this year, a year of sickness, of division, of violence, intolerance, and hate. We need Leviticus more than ever. This year, it can be more than just a sacrificial manual. I believe it can be the guidebook for our very lives. And no, I did not hit my head this morning. Uh, Let me explain. According to modern theories of biblical authorship, Leviticus almost in its entirety, was written by the priests. These religious elites were in charge of all sacrificial rituals, which for the first thousand years of Jewish history were the sole way that people would find closeness with God. 
offering up animals and produce, which would otherwise be sustaining your family, was how you worshipped, whereas we come together in prayer. The sacrificial rituals were carried out at a specific place, the tabernacle in the wilderness or the temple in Jerusalem, precisely the right way. The priests needed to wear the right kinds of clothes. Ritually pure and impure animals needed to be separated. The various parts of the sacred spaces were divided, and only certain people could enter each. These places were fortresses of structure and order. The priests were concerned with everything being just so, exactly according to God's will, and insulated from uncertainty and chaos. We see this same priestly orientation towards order in Genesis chapter 1, one of the two creation stories we have in our Torah, and the one believed to have come from a priestly source. This is the story in which the world is created when God tames the forces of chaos and nothingness, tohu vavohu, to create something. The world emerges in seven days, each piece on its own day, the different facets subdivided into neat categories, stars, birds, fish, animals, human beings. Each had their role to play. The rules we read about in Leviticus serve to do the same thing that God does, to categorize and order, to separate permitted and forbidden foods, permitted and forbidden sexual relationships, even different kinds of fabric. Our priestly authors imagine a world where every Israelite follows these laws, although we know that there were violations. At the very least, they ensured that everything was in its place in their own little island of order, totally under their control, the tabernacle, God's dwelling place on earth. And this desire for stability that we find from the priests comes from a truth that we all understand, even if we sometimes don't want to acknowledge it. The world is a chaotic place. There is only so much within our control. The global pandemic is the obvious example. But even in our own homes, pipes leak, the power goes out, the internet goes down. We are often at the mercy of forces that are indifferent to us. And worse yet, we live in a world where many suffer from injustice, hunger, natural disasters, the list goes on. This world is not how our tradition teaches us that God wants it to be, where, as the prophet tells us, all can sit beneath their fig trees in peace and none will have anything to fear. For the Israelites in the wilderness, the tabernacle was the counterbalance to this truth to their wanderings and wars. In entering even the outer enclosure of the tabernacle, people glimpsed a world where things were as they should be. People worshipped God in exactly the right ways, 
each person's offering was as readily accepted as anyone else's, so long as they followed the rules. For the priests, this was a just world, exactly as God wanted it. And seeing that world would hopefully inspire the people to build it elsewhere, to spread God's holiness beyond just the walls of the tabernacle. Perhaps the book of Leviticus can fulfill the same role for us in this year. We are living through a chaotic moment, and it is hard to imagine anything else. But Leviticus does just that. It offers up a dream of the world that its authors strove to create, a utopia. While the perfected world for us does not center around ritual sacrifice, we can find inspiration in the courage it takes to envision and try to create a world of justice, where everyone has a place to sleep at night, where everyone knows where their next meal is coming from, where no one dares denigrate their fellow human beings, each made in the image of God. The orderliness of the tabernacle, the dream of a broken world repaired. Both of these things seem far away from us, perhaps unreachable. But that impossible vision gives us something to aim for. This year, may Leviticus inspire us to take steps to make the entire world a holy place starting from the room that we're in and moving outward from there. Shabbat Shalom.